Bienvenidos and welcome to season two of Mañana Mana. Here are your hosts, Moises, James, and Junior. Welcome back, everybody, to Mañana Mana. Welcome back, Mo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Captain James. Oh, it, what, what happened to the Holy Bear? Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm, you're right, Captain Holy Beard. I'm, I'm just a little worked up, man. We, this is, uh, this is season two. Oh, oh, this is season. This is season oh, two. This is the man. start of season two. We made it through season one. So I heard through the grapevine, and I ain't one of those guys for rumors, but I heard that there's going to be a power-packed season. Uh, there's gonna have some amazing episodes, uh, some amazing people uh, coming up. Well, we know every every person that God creates is amazing, but uh, yeah, that's right, and that, that's a great teaser because uh, we already know who some of the lineup is. And I mean, we we had some good some good guests already come up and, mm. and do some, you know, do some. Uh, I don't want to say power, powerful preaching, but they did some. Yeah, they dropped the mic a couple times, so. And I know some of them want to come back already, mm-hmm. but we're going to have some some amazing guests uh, for this season. So make sure y'all are staying tuned and listening in because you never know yeah, who that's might right. be here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> sure. Mm. All right. So diving into it, we're going to I think we're going to get this season kicked off with the with a with a good one. So th- I know this one's been stewing and it's been stirring and. And working up, and it's been trying to find its way way out, and it finally made its way through, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because look, I'm gonna tell you, it's been it's been uh, sitting in the back pocket for a hot minute, but it, you know, everything's on time uh, when the Lord plans it. So, and if you guys think about it, it's the heart that took for us to get this started. Mm. We know what we did on first on season one. Who the enemy is mad mm-hmm. about it. So let's put on our gloves. Let's get this season started. Yeah, and before we we really get to kicked off this episode, I want to remind everybody that we do have that email. You look, we pray for everybody before every every recording, before every time we get in here, we pray for everyone, uh, everyone who listens for this. But if you have some special needs request, look, feel free, reach out. Uh, we got that email address. In yeah, and, and if it's something that you don't mind, if uh, if all the listeners and, and and everyone prays about or pray will pray with you for, uh, by all means, we we got the comments opened up on YouTube. You know, drop drop the drop a comment on on YouTube saying, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, going through this. If if everyone can just pray for this, and that that way, not only will it be the three of us uh, praying, but also the the other listeners will be able to reach in." And throw a prayer in there as well. So that that is another option right there. Amen. Yeah. All right, brother Mo. Like what you said, put them gloves on. That's right. Uh, all I was hearing in my head was ding ding right when you said that. So <laughs> today's topic that we're going to be talking about is a fool for who. Hmm. Just just going right into it. You know, we're some point in life. I don't care who you are. You know, I don't care if you're righteous or a little ratchet. My, my wife says that a little righteous, a little ratchet. 
So I don't love care it. if you love it. <laughs> I don't care if you're a little righteous or a little ratchet. At some point, you've been a fool for something, right? You no, know that's right. Whether it's a sports team, hmm. whether it's for maybe a car you liked, or maybe you know whatever it is, right? That that whatever. list can 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 go on forever. But I mean, I've seen somebody go crazy over a Bavarian Creamfield donut. We ain't gonna say who. I mean, I, I've seen fights break over lesser things. <laughs> Uh, but but what I did do is I went and looked it up, right? Because I know what when I hear the word fool, uh, I'm all, I, I know what comes to my mind, right? And so I actually looked it up. I went to old uh, Uncle Webster, and uh, mm. and he says here that that a fool is someone who is silly, ignorant, or deceives, right? So I'm like, okay, that's. Yeah. And then so what? And actually, I learned something uh, the other day too with this. I didn't know that Webster's Dictionary also makes a Webster's Idioms book. So, like, when oh, you have cool. phrases and sayings, I didn't know that. But Webster's Idioms uh, actually has a full four, and it gives the definition of a full four. And it actually, it's, it's completely different than the definition. So, where if you look up the word fool, it says someone who is silly, ignorant, or deceives. Right. But if you look it up as a full four, he actually, uh, it actually says that it means is someone who loves something. Ooh. I was like, man. Come on. But, and it also, going back to the actual uh, dictionary itself, it says that uh, it, when they used it in a sentence, uh, this is what made me think, I've, I've, I've always thought of fool ass, but it says, in the sentence it says it was a person in a noble house for gesturing. Mm, yeah. And so that's how I've always associated fool, but it, it threw me off when it said a fool for is someone who loves something. Kind right. of the Kind of the opposite end of the spectrum of what I'm used to. So... So that's what we're going to be talking about, just different aspects. Um, right, because as, as we dig a little deeper in here, I mean, we all know through uh, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, it'll straight up tell you, do not be a fool. Mm -hmm. But that's a different type of fool, that see, is. because we also go through some scriptures here that are telling us that we should be a fool mm -hmm. for Christ. Or as they say, act a fool. Act a fool. Well, that's <laughs> what I do for a stake. But anyway. So, so kicking it off here uh, in, in the book of Corinthians... That's what we're going to start talking about. And, and I don't know how y'all uh, look at it, at it but uh, when I read this, it made me think of a foolish love. Mm. So, uh, and look, I know the, that, that phrase that's been made into songs, and I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and listen to this secular song, but Connie Francis nailed it when she sang, because everybody's somebody's fool, and there's no exceptions to the rule. So what makes you go cuckoo? A rock star? Groupies, money, Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> Ever seen someone <laughs> when publishers clearing house? Oh, did I just show my age? I meant the lottery, you know, uh, or sports. How about you know, like like Brother Junior was saying earlier, <laughs> sports, you know, teams. Uh, how many sports fanatics have painted body parts going to these stadiums? And I mean, completely, you know, just losing their honor, if you will. They waged all-out war on another team's fans, you know, mm -hmm. ruined their life over some silly team. Still in mascots. Mascots. They don't even get paid for it. And oh, nope, yeah. Nope. <laughs> so basically what we're talking about is what, causing, what is causing you to make people think they've lost all reasoning, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, and this is King James Version here. For I think that God has set forth us, the apostles, last, as it were appointed to death, 
For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake. The word spectacle is a theatron from which we get our word theater. When Paul says we have been made a spectacle to the world, he speaks of how the apostles were publicly humiliated. This kind of humiliation was the greatest horror to the pride of the Corinthian Christians. The Corinthian Christians had two problems. They were proud of their own spirituality, and they were somewhat embarrassed of Paul because of his weakness and humble state. But Paul is trying to address both of these problems. With contrast after contrast, Paul sarcastically shows how foolish it is for the Corinthians to think that they are more spiritually privileged, blessed, or endowed than the apostles were. A fool for the other, right? And I mean, I know going, going through life, that's what we're supposed to be, that fool for Christ. Worship, right? Nice way to put it. So every person in this world wants us to know what will make him or her happy, right? What can make us happy? We're all desperately seeking for a person, place, a thing that will meet our expectation, our needs and wants. What will truly satisfy the desire of our hearts? What is it? So as children, we thought it might be the bag of potato chips we begged our parents for the store that we knew, you know, or that bike or that video game. Uh, you know, that toy we wanted for Christmas. So we thought that would make us happy by giving us those gifts, right? Because we always look up and anticipate that. Uh, but they didn't, right? As teenagers, we sought satisfaction in good grades, athletic accomplishment, a car, or in a significant other. But all of it, it left us discontent. So as adults, we think that a bigger house now, you know, bigger house is good, Right? Yeah, less good. Ch- more or less children, depending where you're at. A better job will quench our thirst, but we're still left wanting more. You know, if I can only get that pay rate, but I've been blessed to have a pay raise, and now that I'm at a pay raise, it's just you're still in the same. But you know, now you're more in debt, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, you more say money, more, more, but you more, day, more, more, more toys. You know, but we're designed for more than trivial pursuit of pleasures. The hard truth is that we will never find relief. If we continue to seek it through possessions or through people. Seeking satisfaction in the things of this world is like chasing the wind. Once you are finally exhausted and weary from your pursuit, you're left empty-handed and disappointed. You have wasted valuable time in chasing nothing when you could have been pursuing true joy and peace. See, the problem is that our hearts are black holes of discontentment. Devouring relationships and possessions, all while screaming, I need more. And we're always eating but hungry, always drinking but never satisfied. Mm. The Bible is full of glorious promises of satisfaction for the discontent. I just wrote a couple of verses here, like in John 6.35, it says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever Mm. comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. In Psalms 107.9, it says, For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. In Psalms 22.26, The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. 
May your heart live forever. And in Psalm 16:11 it says, In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. As I remember before Christ, you know, uh, but I met Christ, you know, I was seeking that. I was being a fool for the careers that I wanted, you know. I wanted more. Okay, I got law enforcement, but I want to be more, right? I wanted that specific rank. I wanted to have attention. And in the military, you know, the ranking and try to, you know, pursue people, mentors, you know, that, that will help me get into the higher rank as I pursue more and more. But as you get more, you get hungrier, right? But you never, you're never that satisfied. You're never satisfied. Right. Um, until... We had, our, you know, until I had that storm, and I found the true joy of my life, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so James, what you were talking about, and, and I know you read the King James version, but you were talking about how the how the word spectacle how it's translated into the original Greek. Right. I, I have that in my notes as well, where it says that it means a theater or a, pub, a place for public show. But in in, in the uh, NIV version. It says, for it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession like those condemned to die in the arena. Mm. So it is a little bit different. And um, and, I, and I was really thinking about that. And I was like, man, you know, what is it, what is it that he means by that? You know, is it is it that we're supposed to die every day? You know, is that the is that the concept that, you know, that we're talking about here? Because, you know, in in it, how do we become that that public spectacle that we're dying, um, you know, like a like a theater or, or you know or a public show, and so that's what it was leading me to think. You know, in my foolish ways, I'm dying a little bit more, you know, every day. My foolish ways for God, you know, because it, it might seem foolish to the world in the sense of, you know, it's, well, you know, what do you mean you won't go to those? And I said it before, those no-no places. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, you know what, what kind of man doesn't go to the to the bars and, you know, what, what kind of man, you know, doesn't do this or, you, you know what I mean? And so, and so for me, that's, and, 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 and at the end of those two verses, it says, you know, we are weak, you know, but you are strong. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, and that's the thing too, you know, we get, we get, we get that label on us. You know, oh, yeah. you know, oh, that's weak. You know, you're not a man because you don't do this, mm. or you know, or you know, what, what kind of person doesn't do that? Like I just said, uh, but I can tell you right now, it's you're the opposite of weak to have to make those decisions cool. to Come go on. to go counter yep. counterculture counterflow. Um, it takes a lot more, uh, you know, than a weak person to have that foolish love for God. The the logo of being a Christian is right. It's a cross. That's it. You know, and, and like we've talked about in one of our uh, in the episodes in the last season is that, you know, the, the, the cross ain't nothing pretty. Mm. You know, it's not the it's not the little silver, the little gold necklace. You know, it's uh, when when the commission came for us to carry up our cross, you know, that, that there was nothing weak about that. Uh, so so this all these verses, you know, were really throwing me off because, man, every everything to me is the exact opposite of what it is. It's what we're doing. It's it, we're not fools, right? You know what I mean? Because the outcome we know is way better than the outcome of you know being a fool for the world, and then the exact opposite. It it takes strength to be weak. Yeah, for God, no doubt. You know, and and we've seen it in the in the, in the apostles, right? We we've seen it, you know, throughout the Bible. We how they were, you know, constantly acting foolish. 
Yeah. So in Acts chapter 5, verse 41 and 42, it says, And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. After being jailed and released by God, jailed again, beaten, then released by another miracle of God, told not to preach by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they went out and did what the world would call foolish. Uh, they didn't cease to preach. They were speaking the gospel. In fact, they reveled in it. So they went and said, you know what? I love my God. I know what my God will do. It's going to do more than, you know, that beer that you get at the bar is going to be more than that, that alcohol that you're trying to forget, crawl up in the bottle. You know, my God is a living God. And you're not going to shut me down. I don't know... <sighs> Man, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to come straight out hardcore with it, dude. I was one of those guys, like I had some pride with me. Uh, <clears throat> in the last episode, I think I was talking about how I used to be an introvert as a young kid. I was very shy. And, and because of my size, I learned through, you know, a little bit of anger when I, when I, when I showed myself out, people started listening to me and my size was able to bring me out of that shell a little bit. And, uh, but what we need to understand is because of my size, that brought some pride with that, you know? So when you do these silly little things or, or, or act a fool, you know that people are going to look at you different, you know? You're putting yourself wide open for attacks. You're putting yourself wide out there for any type of pain, hurt. So when I became a Christian, when God said, boy, it's time, and I, I went over, one of the things of worship is you cannot be worried about what somebody else is going to think. You will act a fool for Christ. There was just a, uh, I heard the other day, a statement from uh, T.F. Tenney. That's a, no, that's a shameless plug, because that man, he was, he was good. He was a man of God. But he said, your problems aren't too big. Maybe it's your worship that's too small. Mm. Mm. That's right, man. Yeah, you know, seeking satisfaction in Christ alone serves two purposes. It is for our good and for the glory of God. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. So as we drink daily from the cup of Jesus, it becomes evident to those we interact with Jesus is enough in our hearts. With, like in John seven thirty eight, it says, it flow rivers of living water. Amen. We reap the benefits mm. of knowing, loving, and delighting in Jesus. The Father gives us peace that surpasses the understanding and provides for all the needs according to his riches. Amen. No good 
No good things is withheld from us, and all things work together for our good. Yes. So living in light of this truth proclaims to a discontent world that Jesus is better than anything the world has to offer. So as we look to Jesus to make us truly happy, we also proclaim to a world in need that only Christ can truly satisfy. Mm. Man. Well, I don't know if you were looking at some of my notes, but <laughs> so when you were talking about the, the flowing of the river, um, I actually, uh, I, I looked up the word rejoicing in the, in the original Greek word and it, I determined it was one of those that was going to be too hard for me to mention. So I'm not going to try mm. to butcher it. But it does have two meanings. So the, the the original meaning is exactly what rejoicing is, which is, you know, joyous, you know, and all that. Right. <clears throat> but it also, that same Greek word also has a second meaning, which means to flourish verdantly. So that term is, uh, it's it's when somebody would see the way the grass would flow across an oasis. So when you're talking about the river flowing, uh, but... That was a term. It was the way the green grass would flow across mm. an oasis. And so, man, I, I was imagining that the Sanhedrin was trying to stop the flow with the with the apostles. But it says that they came out rejoicing. They came That's out right. flourishing. Mm. And I'm thinking about flourishing because Brother Eric, one time he preached and he was talking about flourishing. Right. But they came out flourishing. They went in... And they were they, the the Sanhedrin were trying to shame the apostles for what they were doing, and not only did they come out happy and joyous, but they came out flourishing, and the word just continued to grow, because that's that that is the outcome. I mean, and this is that's what I'm saying. You know, what I'm saying is just right in line with what you were just talking about, brother Mo. That's what I was asking. If you're peeking over my shoulder here, <laughs> uh, you know, but. And some people might look at that. Some people might look at us, the apostles, the disciples back then, like, man, who willingly goes into something knowing they're going to get criticized? Right. Knowing that it might cost them their life. Mm. They might get, you know, they might get stoned and, and, and not the not the luxurious getting stoned, but yeah, the, the bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess they're both bad. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, who does that? You know what I mean? Who makes that choice to go into that and, and that's where sometimes you know and it, it, it didn't stop back then we still get called a fool today oh yeah but you know what in first corinthians 127 what it says and i'm reading the amplifier version but it says god has selected for his purpose mm. the foolish things of the world to shame the wise revealing their ignorance and god has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, mm-hmm. revealing their frailty. Yeah. And so, and, and typically the way you would hear that verse, and like I said, I read the, the Amplified, but it's basically God's going to use the foolish things to confound the wise. So they might look at us like we're foolish, but in reality, the ones that are calling themselves wise, uh, yeah, the ones that are calling themselves wise, at the end of the day, they're not going to have that. When they got to go before God and say, hey, look, this is what I, I this is why I did that. You know, God's gonna be like, all right, well, you know, you, you made your decision. You wanted to be wise in your own ways. Well, can you step to the side because I'm gonna let the foolish ones in? 
That's right. He gonna put that flip mode on him. That's you know, right. he, in Proverbs three uh, and five, it says, "Lean not on your own understanding." And a lot of people put that pride in there, and guess what they do? They they lean on their own understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called the reversal. Mm-hmm. Flip mode. But, but you know, and 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 I couldn't I couldn't uh, help myself on this one because I've been thinking about this since Brother James since you handed us the title. But uh, I want to talk about now is that I pity the fool who gives up. Yeah, you right. I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. I pity the fool who gives up. <laughs> who gives up? Yeah. Mm, I think I should have stayed in school. But you know what, brother James? What when I was reading this, uh, I know you and I were. I was texting you back and forth, right, asking you well, where were you going with this? Right, right. Um, as I struggled to pick it up, some notes and 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 settling my mind and of where. Where are we going with this? Um, and thoughts came into my mind, and and God made me realize there. And as as I was trying to look into my life, um, where am I? What am I being a fool of that I haven't mm. given you? Mm. Yeah. And I started realizing that. Yeah. And you guys know because we talk all the time. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I've been busy, but what am I busy? I'm busy studying the word. Yeah. I'm busy trying to make it things to make it for God. Amen. Um, I realized the other day I was at a car wash and I had a Dallas Cowboys shirt, but I had a Jesus shirt on. And this gentleman comes up to me, you know, and just to pick up conversations, talks, starts talking about Dallas Cowboys. And I'm just, ah, you know, I hope they're doing good. And then he's just like, look like, where this ain't going nowhere, right? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I just haven't been, you know, keeping up. I realized that I haven't been keeping up with the team. Right. But then he started talking, oh, well, you know, then he changed the subject. Oh, Jesus, right? You know, great shirt. And we were there for 30 minutes talking about it. And that's where I realized that I became less and gave him more. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, the struggle is every day that you doubt that you're giving, not giving Mm -hmm. him up. Come on. But what I realized now, what's going on in my life is that I have more of him. Amen. Yep. And I've been less because I don't know anything about the world and I don't care about the world. Amen. I don't care how this team's going to do better and how that team's going to do less. I just care, you know, about feeding myself the word, the true joy that gives me in my life. Yeah. Mm. So I'm grateful for that. And with that, you know, just the Holy Spirit took over and I was able to write this and made it in. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. I know it's to be, look, that's actually happened to me several times because, you know, uh, I used to be a huge New Orleans Saints fan, like big, since I knew what a football was. Who that? Who that? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Who that going to beat them? Well, up until 2009, <laughs> a lot of them. But it was, uh, now I kind of look at that hat and it's, it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. What are we? We're, we're saints, right? We're, we're saints. So I wear the hat as kind of like my own personal little deal, you know? It's like it reminds me that I am a saint. I am a child of God. And then when I'm sitting here talking to someone or somebody sees my hat, they're like, oh, saints, man, they're doing good. This year. I'm like, yeah, we are doing good because immediately I'm thinking about the the Bible studies that we're having, The you know, the the amazing 
miracles that are going on every day and in these church services oh man pastors laying mm-hmm. it down the reverends that are coming through mm-hmm. yeah oh and i'm like yeah we doing good and then you know it's, it, it just leads on and they're kind of like going on the secular side and then you know that that switch gets flipped some during you know and i'm starting to quote scripture Acts 1 and 8, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, and they're like, oh, we're not talking about the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I know, but we're going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fool, man. I'm a fool for you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And this is where, uh, you know, looking back, I've been a a diehard football fan for, you know, so many years since since the late 80s. And same thing here recently, you know, I'm just... The only reason I uh, I know about the drafts coming up is because people are like, oh, you know, who who you think who you think the 49ers are gonna pick up? Oh, and then then I find myself having to try to catch up, you know, real quick, like, oh, who are they drafting? You know, um, but talk about being a fool now. Now this is where I'm gonna throw myself under the bus. I went as far as I, I tattooed the, my team logo on you know on me because again that that's I was a fool for. Uh, for football, you right. know, to watch it, to go to the games and stuff like that. I mean, my, my wife and I would go to, we would go to different states to watch our team just so we could say, oh, yeah, we're such a diehard fan that we go to other states to watch our team play. Right. I mean, that's, you know. That's hardcore, th- that, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so just so I could have that bragger rights, oh, man, you don't like your team the way I like my team. Right. But as I was thinking about this, and, and that's why I kind of started off where I threw the the sports plug in the very beginning because I was thinking, man, if I could even give half that effort of what I was doing for my football team, if I could give half the yeah. – Preach it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's the it's onions. A, Someone yeah. brought the onions from season one. <laughs> man, come on now. I thought we had it worked out. See, look, need, and you're right. We need new filters. <laughs> but you're right about that. You know, it's, you can go to a sports event, and almost every single one of them lasts for, what, three hours. Mm-hmm. Your NASCAR football, baseball game may last three, three and a half to four hours, depending on how many innings you're going to play over time. How long do people come to church for? How long do they want to sit in church for before the, you know, they want to try to beat the lunch crowd? They want to go to Longhorn or Texas Road. Oh, I better stop with all these shameless plugs. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is you take that same devotion where you're going to paint, you're going to strip your naked body and put paint on it and go sit in freezing weather mm-hmm. or whatever. It doesn't matter. Embarrass yourself. If you were to take that same amount and put that towards God. Mm. Imagine the blessings. Mm. I, I mean, I mean, so you're saying... That somebody would do that, but they won't look out the window and be like, it's sprinkling, I can't go to church? Right, mm. right. And then they're going to say, that, oh, oh, uh, I think I have a sniffle in my nose, and I don't want to. Oh, listen to him. He's about to, he's about to you, do it. You, you cut me. You cut me. One game, I'd already bought the tickets, and I was sick, sick like a dog. I, I don't know if I had the flu or I don't know what I had, but, I mean, I, noise was, was cracking my head every time I'd hear noise. And I went to a football game just like that. I'm mm. talking about, man, you probably could have rolled me out in a stretcher. Mm. And yet I still went to the game like that. And I remember when God convicted me of that because it was like one of those, 
oh man, I got a headache. I can't go to church. And mm. man, instantly I went back to that football game that I was dying and I still went. I didn't make it the whole game. Not that that's good, but I, I still made it the majority of the game just dying yeah. out there on those seats. And yet I still went, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then that first time I tried to do the, oh man, I got a headache. I don't think I go to church. Thank God he delivered me from that because it's going to take a lot more than a headache to keep me from church. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Sure, man. I'm going to tell you. And look, I've been, <laughs> nobody's perfect. I know that. But look, and I'm going to tell you, this is kind of, you know, one of the little chuckle things that I do to myself all the time. And I'll catch myself. Look, I'll be, something will tick me off. I mean, just like have me upset. And I'm like, man, I'm just too mad to go to church. And then I'll sit there and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's where I need to be at church. Because mm-hmm. if I see here, I'm going to stew in it. I'm going to, all this world, then the spiritual attacks are going to come on me. Bro, I need to get my butt in church, you know? Uh, so with that, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, it says, If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we endure the suffering, we shall also reign with him. The song assures the faithful believer of the eternal reward. This principle assures us that our present difficulty on trial is worth enduring. The reward is greater than what one might gain from quitting. We will reign with him. The Bible says that we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ. The future destiny explains much of the difficulty described in that passage. We understand that God is training us to rule and reign beside him in the world to come. So every step that we take, every persecution that we may get, every stare that we may get, you know what? Hallelujah. Blessed are the persecuted. Right? If we deny him, he will also deny us. This warns those who deny Jesus that they themselves will be denied. By doctrine or manner of living, one may deny who Jesus is, deny what he has done for us, or deny what he commands us to do. Jesus said it plainly, but whosoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Matthew chapter 10, verse 33. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. The Bible is filled with examples of such foolish faith. By faith, Noah built an ark, and these people didn't even see rain. He didn't even have an example of what rain was on the front end. He looked like a fool as he built the ark and prepared for a flood until it started to rain. Having been given the promised land, Israel came to the mighty and fortified city of Jericho. How could such a small nation sack such a mighty city? By faith, they marched around the city every day for seven days and seven times on the final day. How foolish they must have looked until those walls fell. Hmm. Peter stepping out of that boat in that crazy storm, right? Being a sailor, I've been through some pretty rough storms. I'm sure he has too. And it looked pretty dang foolish to step out into those seas, right? In Mark 5, we find a man's faith in Jesus brought his daughter back to life after looking like a fool to all that was around. 
all the times that I know I've looked like a fool. <laughs> man, it, it's quite a bit because, man, I'm one of those guys. That's <sighs> quite often in my life. But now I do my best to be a fool for the Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. We are all called to be like fools for Christ's sake. So what looks like foolishness could be your first step towards your miracle. You should live like an invisible God is plainly visible. You should obey that book that is thousands of years old and believe that it is perfectly relevant right now because it is. Your life shouldn't make earthly sense. We are to be separated. You should go to the dangerous parts of the world, even if it is across the tracks in your own town. Even though you are much safer and much more comfortable right where you are, you should spend your time and money building the kingdom of God, not your own earthly empire. You should raise your kids to be better Christians than ball players, dancers, lawyers, doctors, and teach them to value the grace more than money. Christian, you should live like a fool. Don't worry. Live that Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6 life, and he will take care of you and direct your paths. And the only thing I want, I want to talk about on this is just, just the beginning of that verse where it says if we suffer, uh, you know, if we endure, you know, we'll also reign with him as well. And, and what I see out of there is just, just two, you know, two big things, right? It's, it's saying, what it's telling me is that if we just endure it, if we just endure. So that's telling me something, that there's got to be something we're going to have to endure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Bible wouldn't come off and say if we suffer with it or if we endure with it, if nothing was coming. So it's letting us know that to be a fool for God, something is going to come. There yeah. is going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. And, and and I tell you what, that's what I love about the Bible because there is no, it's not like when you go buy a vehicle, there is no fine, you know, the, the fine writing is not at that down at the, you know, at the, at the bottom. It's bold. It's there. It's, it's out in front. It, yeah. You know, it, it tells you just like it says the beginning of this verse. And so it lets us know that there's going to be suffering. Oh, but the great thing is, if we don't give up, mm. it already tells us what the outcome is as well. We're going to reign with him. Yeah. But it's not going to be an in vain endurance. It's not going to be in. There's a point behind it. And that point is, is that there is a future glory in all this effort. So it's not like if we're. So when I'm a fool for, for my football team, like I was. Mm. They don't give me a shout out. They definitely don't give me a cut of their paycheck. Come on, come <laughs> you on. You know what I mean? Yep. That is in vain. Everything that I do to support that team, they don't know. Man, preach it. Look, come on. The, the the guy that washes the jerseys at the end of the football game, mm. he doesn't even know my name. No, nope. you know what I mean? The, the the guy that changes the light bulb at the very top of the light pole when that like that guy doesn't even nope. know my name, and yet I would support my you know my efforts and my time and the money that I earn from working into that for nothing yeah. there is no outcome but the outcome that i have for enduring and suffering is 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 so so glorious and you said it right there um yeah. for the listeners out there is you have to understand all, everything that we just said right now it's like in your side is it's impossible no human being can give that much to to an entity to to god and you're right we can, but how do we withstand all that? Is it through giving it all and then trusting that Jesus Christ 
through His power, He will sustain you. Mm. And it's what I've learned through my experience, what definition of grace is. Right. Amen. His grace. You will endure that suffering that he, Brother Junior talks. And how in the world did I survive all that? Through his grace and his mighty power. That's where the love is sustaining us through that. The, the love, the dedication, the obedience lines up with that. It's only when you're there, almost like you're vectoring right in, and that and God has to put you there to see the suffering that you can't handle this situation, but if you just keep going step at a step, He will sustain you. That's who our God is, the God of the universe, the almighty, powerful God. What did He say? Oh, that's right. My grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, I couldn't even in, ended up any you know better than that. So, what I would like to do to end off our uh, our season opener, uh, if you could call it that, our season opener, I'd like to pray for uh, for our listeners today. I, I think I think this message, this topic, this podcast is going out with a purpose, and, and I don't want to I don't want us to lose this opportunity. Amen. So, um. Just going to do a quick little prayer. Yeah. Lord, we just thank Dear you Jesus, for Lord, everyone that's listening to the name. sounds of our voice, Jesus, uh, whether it's morning, whether it's night, whether in a vehicle, Lord. in a gym, pray, wherever Lord, it, Jesus, wherever the individual you. may be, I believe that you have a purpose for that person to hear this podcast that is going out today. Lord, you put this on our heart, and we've come into agreement that there is a purpose and a design behind what was said today. And so I pray wherever they are right now, in the name of Jesus, that you could just touch their life, Lord. Whatever they're going through, whatever situation they're facing, whatever void that they're trying to fill in their heart, everything that this person is trying to do to fill that, that void, to fill that gap that that's in their heart, that's in their soul, whether it's through, whether it's through the senseless things, whether it's through the partying lifestyle, whatever it may be, Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you can touch and fill those souls right now in the name of Jesus. And I believe it. I believe that right now, as someone's hearing our voices, Lord, that you are ministering to that heart right now in the name of Jesus. I Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If uh, if you prayed that prayer with us, uh, please let us know uh, that our, our email that you can reach us at is uh, manana mana twenty twenty one at gmail dot com. If you need to know how to spell it, if you found us on the podcast or YouTube, it's just the same way that it's, it's spelled on there. Um, or again, if you want to drop a comment on YouTube and if, if there's a prayer need or something like that, do not hesitate to to let us know. We want to pray with you. We want to stand in the gap with you. Amen. And we want yeah. to make sure that you're not alone uh, in whatever it is that you're going through. That's right. So with that being said, uh, make sure that you're subscribing to whatever uh, platform that you're listening on, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Make sure you hit that notification, that alert, so every time a new one comes out, that you'll know uh, that it's coming out, so you can make sure that you're that you're a part of it. Also, be sure to share this with somebody. Uh, this is one of those. It is not a shameless plug to share to share this podcast out. So, gentlemen, 
Yeah. Welcome back to season two. Mm. And Thank uh, you. man, I, I just believe God's got so much in store this season. Oh, brother, look, I'm telling you, I was praying over the, the season two thing. And I'm telling you, man, there was there was quite a feeling that come over me. That Holy Ghost came over. And look, I'm telling you, just by some of the names that we're going to be uh, having on, well, it's going to be power packed. And you will be doing yourself a favor to hit that subscribe button and be a conduit for that. Hit that share button. Amen. Jesus loves you. <laughs> God bless everybody. God bless. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mañana Mana. We pray this was encouraging. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube or any other podcast platform where available.